Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. You have lots of news to share. I just want news, I think. Um, <laughs> I, I, I heard half the news is. So, so the first, first half of the news is. is um, so our awards crept up on us. Okay. I've been thinking about this since June, but prepared for it last week. Um, actually, no, I think it was this week. Um, it was but yeah, this week. It was this, yeah. It was so long ago. This week felt so long. Okay, so so back to the fact that some people are listening. So starting the 19th. So what that means is that for two weeks straight, we're going to have our award show. Every day we're going to have categories. Mel is going to be super strict. She's going to have a cutoff time. She's going to count numbers, oh, voting, and then she's going to be like, boom, winner. Next day, those are going to be posted just like last year. I should write an article. I'm going to write something to kind of like explain it. Um, just a reminder to people. So that means for two weeks, the 24th and the 31st, there's not going to be a new podcast and we'll be coming back for the seventh. The seventh will be our first uh, new episode of the year. Thus. Yes. And the second part to that news is that (laughs) this week we're doing a Monday. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is Thursday today. <laughs> because we're trying to do the whole life thing with the holidays coming up. There's lots yeah. of hectic things and planning happening. So it's going to be like a two-parter. Yes. Imagine if we're like, that's our announcement. In the new year, we've decided to podcast Monday through Thursday. And we're just going to leave Friday. as <laughs> just up in the air. Who knows? Choose <laughs> your own adventure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, speaking of adventure, you like that segue? I do. I do, really. Okay, so the whole, like, Anna thing, like, everything is getting complicated. Um, Mac at the Metro Court with, like, Laura and Felicia, and I guess it didn't occur to me that how big the lie really is, because now it means that (laughs) Mac is concerned for Robert, and he's, and, like, Holly's fine like it didn't really occur to me until Monday you know that the fact that like even Olivia showed up to be supportive to Robert okay I totally agree with you because I didn't think of the pushback and you have Felicia who's like my new favorite superhero of right Charles. <laughs> she's so oh. low-key but she's got so much under her hat right now Oh, I feel like we might need to swap a category like who actually is doing the crime solving in Fort Charles Right? Oh, okay. Okay, guys. So it's not ready, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be. No, she was amazing. So the thing that I thought was interesting. So Matt kind of gets up, get, gets up, gets up in a huff. <laughs> and I felt that Valentine was genuinely concerned about upsetting Mac. Like, what yes. an interesting little dynamic there, which was a clue to me. What? It's, well, it's kind of related to the posts I did today. Yes. So I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll ease into it a little slowly. Okay. So, so like Valentine is all apologetic and it was the scene that he had with Laura, how like familiar and nice they were to each other about like dinner and getting together for Charlotte's sake. That made me feel like, okay, a Lulu possible return. 
Oh, it, it's That's... boring. I just didn't want to talk about it. Well, <laughs> we don't have to talk about it now. We'll wait to talk about it more later. But that was one thing that stu- stood out for me and their interaction. The other was like, was this part of the plan? Because Felicia just sort of like outed the plan in front of like Valentine and Laura by telling Laura to like go talk to Robert. So she pointed Laura to Robert. So here's the thing. I truly believe I am. I believe in the force of Felicia now. It took some time, but I'm all in it with her. And I truly believe that she's being very strategic. Like she knows yeah. how to play her hand and she's delivering the information in a timely manner so that things move along at the pace that they need to. I think so too, because the thing is like Felicia has been pretty sound in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know, her actions and just the fact that she actually solves things. And the fact that, like, she directed Laura to Robert and the way that Robert seemed ready for Laura and also, like, just dove right into telling her the truth. So I felt like, okay, that had to have been, like, part of the plan to include Laura. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the part where she made this executive decision to sort of tell Valentine what she suspects. Although I liked, I really, really enjoyed the back and forth between Valentine and Felicia, right? Because we know Valentine is kind of all knowing when it comes to everything. Mm-hmm. And he sort of was like, she was giving trickles of information and he basically put the whole thing together. And that was cool to watch. I agree. I love that because he has such great gut instinct. It's never yeah. really veered from who he truly is as a character. And I like that they're sticking to that consistency. Yeah, and I loved the um, the exchange of information, the dramatic exchange, right? When yes. she kind of gave an address and said this person is helping her. I hate this. The name sounds familiar, but I don't know who Tiffany is. I know, and I did not Google it either. Me neither. Don't do research. Don't do research. No prep. That's how we roll. But I'm sure <laughs> somebody listening knows who Tiffany is and will save us the Google trip. Awesome. That's why we love our listeners and followers. Save my fingers. <laughs> so, okay. And so like little side story also happening at the Metro Court with like honestly kind of annoyed with this dude was the fact that like Mac calls Cody. Yes. So oh my gosh, that whole situation like Cody's crumbling and falling apart. His own fault because of greed, but Mac and just his kindness and sweetness towards him. I was like, oh my God, Cody, you're such an a-hole. <laughs> I know. And then he's like, it was my loss. I'm like, yeah, it is. So that whole thing was so annoying. But then it also kind of hit me, <laughs> the <Yeah>. plan. <laughs> because I'm like, Cody's obsessed with the necklace. And that's when I kind of was like, right. That's why it exploded. And that's why Holly wore it, right? It wasn't just about freeing holly but it was also about obtaining the necklace so like i'm (laughs) even though i watched it all in full last week i'm like i don't understand i don't understand the plan right because robert held on to it and it was through like working with first of all i had no idea that diamonds were used for so many things Someone right? Googled, right? At G- <laughs> someone Some, did the research. Someone does their research. <laughs> and, and so then they start kind of looking into the necklace. So I'm like, okay. And then it was starting to make sense. So they kind of made a link between, because remember, Jennifer Smith opened the storyline. And I've never fully understood it since. you know like it all started with the whole like coming to town and then and then France and then Valentine pretending to be this 
person and then Anna there for Jennifer Smith and with Felicia we're like what is happening and then she got framed for something and we knew it was Victor related and Victor had like Valentine do this and then months passed and I was utterly not understanding like what the <laughs> drama was and what Victor's plan was so now we know there was something about like the valuable diamond but it was really important for that to be taken out and for the necklace to be replaced with the pieces of the the princess the ice princess I love that Felicia had like that uh special magnifying glass <laughs> yeah and she found numbers and they think and it's they a Googled code it. yeah they I was like in front of our faces. But I just feel like, isn't that going to alert the bad guys of the underworld? Like, <laughs> exactly. I am, that's just, I. that's what I feel. That's what I would be afraid of, waking up the underworld. The dark web, man. He posted, Victor posted things that Esme said, pretending to be Esme in Europe. Like, he knows the internet. Unlike Sunny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, he does house calls as we saw today. He doesn't use the internet. Actually, he uses mail at work. It's so funny. They want us to like. I'm so not, every time I send somebody an email, I walk up and make and and, and follow up with them. <laughs> Defeats the freaking purpose of an email. Every time I send an instant message to front desk or an email, I get up and I walk to go to go check it out. <laughs> Do they call you Sunny at work? <laughs> yes, that's my new name. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, you know, technology. I'm just all, you know, up with the latest, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so this, these are the things. These are the things that are happening, okay? So now we got the necklace. We got Felicia, who knows how to play the force, if you will, yes, right? That cop yes. comes in and she decides it's high time <gasps> she separate from the two of them, that it would make sense that, oh, look at me, I'm just popping in for a social visit. I'm looking for Mac. And then she gets that intel on Anna. Well, she's like, I brought you food. Now tell me all the secrets. Right? And now I get it. Playing that <laughs> friendly, like you said, unassuming. And they're all quick to give her little tidbits of information. And so then immediately she calls Anna Banana, well, Valentine, yes. to kind of <laughs> be like, everybody knows and everyone's coming. Um, and then Anna became Anna again. So, like, she's funny with, with Valentine. But she said, I had all kinds of leads, but the information you're giving me is the first actionable place for me to start. And I'm like, <laughs> then how did you have leads? They weren't good ones. <laughs> no, I was like, this is so ridiculous. And there's another signature Anna move that happened. So I figured it was Martin and it was, and I kind of love throwing him into the mix. I love how the scenes yes. worked out today. It was really funny. That guy is such a douche. The fact that he threatened Martin and I love right? that that guy got threatened and Martin's just going to play dumb and he's already going to look like a fool in front of all the other cops. It's going to be really funny. <laughs> but Anna did the thing she always does. Without yes. being prompted, she spills all of her information. <laughs> right? Martin's like, I want to help. I want to help. And, he, and and she's just like, she's alive. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't, like I, and I just find it so funny because there's so many times where she's supposed to be extracting information. And it says she keeps giving them more information. <laughs> 
or she breaks a cover by saying i just need to know this like i remember one time she like broke into kevin's lab and instead of sticking with the backstory she just confesses everything and asks the question i'm like you could have just started with that oh my gosh she's so funny one of my favorite things she said was uh so let's ditch the white horse is what she's yeah. telling Valentine. I'm like, dude, you needed help. I'm not saying he's <laughs> saving and that he's like some sort of hero. But the thing is, you're better as partners. <laughs> what you're saying is you can't do this alone. Yep. It's not a female <laughs> thing. It's a you thing. Yes, 100%. You, you specifically, Anna Banana, need the horse. Okay, so take the horse is what I think you're trying to say. But it's like even Martin, all he had to do was track Valentine and he knew where he was. Like, I loved his story of like how he got there. I know. And I love that, like, that detail of Valentine being like, we're going to have to sort this out later. You accessing my private information. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? I think you said earlier about like Felicia solving stuff, but Johnny made this comment and he goes, even the lawyer is a better detective than the cops. <laughs> 100 percent i was like damn that's a thing that's going on it's like an ongoing joke it's like they're doing it on purpose but i think they are though because it's an ongoing joke i think so too and i love it okay so speaking of the pcpd the plan is in motion so the plan was to go back to that prison place with spot, Ava, yes. yeah, again, yeah, and just ask him direct questions. <laughs> so the plot is in motion, everybody. <laughs> They're so good at planning, I swear. I know. Okay, They're so just he- as good as Brooklyn and Chase's planning. Oh, I'm, oh, you hit a nerve, you hit a nerve. Okay, okay, back to Jordan, okay, back yes. to Jordan. Okay, so they're there enacting their plan. And Ryan discovers, like, this thing, right? He's all, like, something about me and mine. Yes. And it turns out that's a lead that they had, right? Um, mm-hmm. As Jordan mentions on her way out as she leaves the do-gooders to linger in the prison <laughs> on their own. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, they, they parallel that scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With another human person who was talking about a clan Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that he's a part of. So Esme is a loner, so is is not the person who wrote it. But the person who wrote it is a murderer. But then we got Rory going on and on about his clan. I know. And he was so weird in that episode. I was so creeped out, weren't you? I wasn't creamed out, but I just felt like read the room. And I was actually trying to watch it from Rory's perspective, okay? Like, really, okay. because it's, it was hard to watch. Like, I was kind of like, man, like, Trina, you are really making this hard for him to kind of just do what you like to do. Like, he's showing interest in what you're doing. <laughs> he's trying to, like, make plans with you. And you are, like, giving the guy, like, the third degree. Like, are you sure? Do you really want to? And he's just like, yeah, I'm kind of saying what I mean if you don't mind hearing me uh and so that was awkward so i was actually just trying to look at it because i'm like if you read the room she doesn't seem interested but i'm like does she seem interested from his perspective like he'll ask a question and then she like answers well like she you know she's she's saying yes she's smiling so i mean if he's already wearing these rose colored glasses yes i was like okay like maybe from his side Sure, but I mean, 100%, you knew Spencer was going to end at the Port Charles Grill. 
Oh, 100%. But it was just, yeah. like, Rory's usually a little bit more, like, cool, calm, and collected. And the way he was complimenting her, and the multiple times, and she even made mention, like, you've said this before. So she was already kind of, like, annoyed, annoyed. and weirded out. And then the whole, come meet my family, and the I love you, it almost felt like a creepy first date. Like, they haven't been dating yeah. for very long. It was so strange in comparison to how they usually are together. No, I agree with that because like as much as I thought it was awkward and forced and that's the point. I think I think that's this is the hint and I think that's the clue. Mm-hmm. Um but the I love you pushed it over the edge for me because I'm like, oh, okay, no, Rory, no. sure. You know, she's saying yes to you and maybe there's a part of you that wants to believe what you're hearing. Fine. But the I love you right the room. Like if you mm. have to convince her and make arguments <laughs> for the fact that you met her parents. Yeah, you did because she was in custody and so you yeah. met them at the courthouse. Okay. <laughs> so that's how you met them. And so just like the fact that she had reservations. So I mean, I just felt like after that, this was so not the time to pile on the I love you and to sit a little fire her. Like, because the thing is, I don't think he's dumb. And I think he's on the three month timeline too. He knows Spencer's getting out. Yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I can see it from that perspective. And the fact that, like, she was allowed, because that's the thing, when she was, like, on house arrest and Curtis was deciding who and she'd be with and where she can go, I love that he was cool with her going out with Ava and how Ava, like, reassured Trina of her safety. I know. I so freaking love them together. Their chemistry just, like, bounces off the screen. It was just, it's been such a long time since we've seen them in a scene together in a way that's relaxed and fun. I know. Uh, as she reassures her, she has a gun in her purse and knows how to yeah. use it. And, like, Ava's trying to be supportive, right? Like, she's been locked up and, you know, she hasn't seen her boyfriend. But, the, you know, Ava's trying to give her space and Trina's trying not to have the space. <laughs> like, she's trying right? not. And I'm just laughing because all of this, like, house arrest business from Curtis when, like, Rory's a cop. I know. So anyways, obviously she was allowed to like go out and like have a dinner with him and whatnot. But so the whole thing, her whole outing with Ava as it was. So while she gets to reconnect with Rory for a minute, um, Victor was pretty blunt about this idea that now that I've broken up you and my nephew, because he's a bobo head, um, what about you and I? Okay, that was so weird, but I loved that. And I think you had brought that up, is that people love throwing in a space that he's never been in love. I know, I know. And she did it. She did it. You wouldn't know. But it's such a sore spot for him. Yes. And I find it really funny anytime someone twists that knife when it comes to Victor. Me too. So I, I kind of giggled. I like that scene of the two of them. But yeah, it was super creeps. It was very, very, very creepy. There was more like head to head between Victor and um, Cyrus. So like last week we were talking how Spencer was like, I don't want to play a game of trust. And he kind of like leaves. We find out that he's legit like avoided Cyrus yeah. since, since everything came out. Um, like he knows his uncle. Like Victor, I mean. I know. Why would he doubt that he's capable of something like that? Like, why does he still have such blinders? I guess it is blinders, you know, like, because Laura is his, you know, is his heart. And like, if not for Laura, it's like Spencer can make space for his uncle, right? Like he gets it. It's he feels a pull to that darker part of himself. He's a Cassidine. 
And the reality is Spencer seems to like understand him. I guess maybe the same way he understands his uncle Sonny, you know, like he came up with his uncle Sonny mm. too. He's been primed for that ultimately. That's ironic. Cause it's like, you have the like Victor going like sort of toe to toe with Sonny, but like suddenly Sonny is the one who ultimately set the foundation for Spencer to even understand and connect with Victor. Ooh. Huh. Interesting. So, so he's torn, but also Cyrus is not lying, but also really, really <laughs> interested in his love life with Trina. And I think, you know what? Cyrus is growing on me. He still yep. speaks. He says nice things, but in a scary tone. So that still yeah. throws me off. <laughs> yeah. He's still, he's still super scary. And I didn't know how he was going to leave it, but I loved how he did. Like, I just love how this scary guy is showing goo-goo eyes about, like, oh, Spencer, will he, won't he, like, with the whole Trina thing. Right? <laughs> but it also was respectful about this idea that he wouldn't want to return to prison, but, like, encourage him to write if he wanted to. Yeah, it just kind of threw me off, but in a wonderful way. I love that it was doves. It made me think of, like, Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. Warmed my cocoa heart, and then he talked about the prodigal son story, and it just, mm -hmm. like... I can't wait to see if Cyrus will get out of jail or what that means for his position or role in his life outside of prison. Well, from the looks of it, I think if there's any way to Laura's heart, like if he wants some kind of relationship with the sister, it's going to have to come via taking down Victor. So oh, I feel like, yes. so I feel like if Cyrus can, somehow be part of that in any way that could be his ticket out of prison but also his ticket within his like family and then we might then after that start to see like the blending of a super dysfunctional family right and i cannot wait to see what that looks like because i could see it fitting like we're seeing it yeah. with with like spencer it's not it's not weird Okay, yeah, no, I could totally, it's not weird, but, like, I want to see it unfold, you know? Yeah, because we've seen him with just Spencer, but, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it'll definitely take time. Like, Laura is not exactly super open when it comes to, to Cyrus. Um, so, I think Victor thinks he's won. I think he thinks he's threatened Cyrus, and he's so big, bad, and scary, and mm -hmm. he's on the hunt for his diamonds. And, and <laughs> so... Um, or he actually is convinced that they burnt to the ground since he broke that gingerbread cookie. Yes, he was angry. <laughs> What's her name again? Ashby. 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 Okay, because I think of her and I get soups angry. I'm like, you're annoying. But anyways, so Victor takes <laughs> um, Spencer home. And I mean, look, two birds, one stone. Yes, even Nicholas sucks. Yeah, but he's accomplishing what he needs to, which is to get them out of the way. But damn. Damn is right. Damn. Damn. Um, but like, like honestly, no one entertains me like Nicholas. He's freaking hilarious <laughs> because it's like he's trying to do this good thing. Cause like this is what I think, but I don't know if that's the case. Like, yes, he wants to kind of like not get caught with Esme, but I truly think he doesn't want Spencer to be there in case he gets caught because Spencer makes a point of saying, if something happens or I do anything bad, I'll get sent back to Pentonville. I really do think that I'm hoping that it's not just about like protecting the whole secret but also like he wants to spare spencer 
Oh, 100%. I truly believe that. As Bobo as he is, he's kind of like the anti-Felicia or the opposite to Felicia and like weirdo world. Yeah, he accomplishes the opposite of solving anything. (laughs) Right, like he's trying to do a good thing, but it's like destroying this human. And then what, he's going to show up with a baby one day and say, oh, I found this baby on the side of the road. Let's just like raise it as family or whatever. Yeah, like I've even arranged to have the same DNA. I really, that's what adoption is, right? Like that's what it, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're just... No, we're related biologically. It's so cool to have this worked out. So I don't know how he's gonna handle how he's gonna handle that. But I just felt like, didn't you? Okay, because like Spencer's heartbroken, right? Yeah. You can watch the rejection. Oh, like it's like pulsating, right? Like my dad yes. ditched me for three years. He pretends he was that he abandoned me. Here mm. I am, and I'm being rejected again. And he, I'm of course he feels like he's not. Like, given the situation, he would never think to be rejected to his father if his father did something. He yes. probably thinks and is waiting for his father to reach out and to fix things. Mm-hmm. But at least it gets rid of Victor. Because, like, I just got settled. I'm like, and you literally just showed up. Like, I'm pretty right? sure you can have the staff, pack your bags, and ship them back to the mentor court. It'll be like you never packed your things and you took a launch. Like, you'll, right? you'll, you'll survive. <laughs> you'll survive. <laughs> but I felt like what really felt family-ish and cozy was okay. him, Elizabeth, and Esme. It really did. It's so bizarre. I want to know. How on earth there is a connection with them? Elizabeth, not Nicholas, we know. <laughs> well, because she's she tricked her twice, right? So th- of all the peoples, yes. of all the humans, Miss Elizabeth is the one that seems to know Esme and can go toe-to-toe with her. And so that's sort of what we posted about today in terms of, like, yes. who is Esme really? So Alyssa Rose, um, dot B had proposed that Heather and Ryan are Esme's biological Mm -hmm. parents, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the Elizabeth connection would essentially be that it's Franco's sister, so a piece of Franco, like, in her, like, that she's part of the fam. Oh, well, when Heather said, hey, lover, to Ryan, I just, oh, gosh. I knew it, though. I knew it. Like, (laughs) when she stood there and she said those words, I'm like, I legit knew those were the words that she was going to say. But the thing is, it's like, okay, like, I feel like it's confirmed based on that interaction, but I feel like they threw us off because in, in like, to parallel Elizabeth, I believe, like, Elizabeth was with Nicholas and Esme. And then in the other scenes at Spring Ridge, you had Heather, Jeff, and Ryan. Yes. Right? Yes. So you're kind of wondering, you know, is this a situation where she got pregnant by Jeff and it really is Elizabeth? <laughs> How creeps is this? Oh, boy. You have Elizabeth and Franco as a couple. Is Esme Elizabeth's sister or Franco's sister? Well, it's kind of like Dante and Sam. Exactly. But it's just really (laughs) weird. Everyone is like one degree away from being related to each other. And I'm glad you said Jeff because I thought his name was Doug. So thank you for clearing that (laughs) up to my brain. Oh, my gosh. But damn. Okay. Like when Jeff comes in, I love the way... um, I get I because when I saw him at the hospital, first of all, I was like, I guess he didn't leave because last week we were like, where did he go? Yes, he's hiding in the hallways. Oh my gosh, so that's weird. where he was. But I there was so much that came out of that scene. Like the fact that Heather, 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 the one that we've mm-hmm. seen pictured for the past couple of weeks, 
saying all the things, all the things. Yes. Like, I love when he goes, I'm not going to lie to you, Heather. It's like, why turn over a new leaf of this late game? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Start of that scene. Early star. She was on point. She said she was, all the things, man. She literally said all the things Elizabeth had said, but just in a more concise way. And I guess it really hit him. But even when he said things like this, I was like, no kidding, Jeff. He goes, no, in. I'm not interested in dredging up the past. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like we saw, we saw, we like, know <laughs> painfully. So as Elizabeth tried to talk to you and just other bizarre lines that he had, if I wasn't invested in my family, I wouldn't be here. This shows you're invested in your family. You were absent from Elizabeth's life for like 25 years. But the fact that you showed up at spring Ridge to see Heather, who is temporarily out of Darkham, means you're invested in your family. I'm like, I think you should recheck that definition. But the fact that Heather, yeah, Heather Weber brought all the points up and stood up for Elizabeth and said, you are not yes! a father, was like, come on, man. It did sink in, but you were just like, at that moment in that scene, I'm like, she is telling you the hardcore truth of all people, this must land that's the thing though yes it lands and she does like I was so impressed right because yes. her own mother like if Heather Weber is standing up for you your own mother he keeps referring to her as Carolyn or Carol and I get so thrown no me when, too when he does that I'm like I'm like you mean her mom right like you haven't been around Elizabeth so long that you keep referring to her mother by name I think is so, so bizarre weird. yes and so she she really calls him out for missing so much of Elizabeth's life but like honestly if I was Elizabeth I don't know how I'd feel I think I might even be angrier I'd be like I tried telling you this and you're gonna take Heather's word for it I think I'd want right? I think it would make me want to slap him more not less oh she definitely looked like she wanted to slap him more but I'm glad because when we had that original scene, we said we wanted more out of this scene. We wanted yes. more from her. And I feel like we definitely got more of that this week. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth had one of my favorite and saddest kind of lines that gave me goosebumps mm. when she said, you left me untethered to this world. Oh, it was. Oh, my God. I was getting goosebumps. Oh, hearing you say it. it was so hard to watch. But I feel like we got some of the. We, we got to the meat of things a bit more, right? Like, he mm -hmm. conceded to a few things. And she said some really significant things. Like, the conversation was way more real this time. Absolutely. But I hate to say it. Like, it's still, like, it, it landed. I find the scenes landed much better than the others. But, again, still watered down with so many things. Like, they already threw Elizabeth into the Esme stuff, right? So, this important and significant conversation with her father is sort of like, a stressful moment because she's supposed to be running back to Cassidyne Island with Esme's stuff. So like, it's not, it didn't get to be this moment for mm -hmm. Elizabeth. It's also like um, a suspenseful thing that's happening. Right. Yes. That is, that is a really good point. So yeah, the part, the fact that it was couched in all this other stuff was, I was like, Oh, and like, there's other things too. So like she, the whole, the whole uh, prenatal vitamin thing, Yes. Okay, so this is the part that I find hilarious. So there's scenes with Finn and Alexis, okay? And so they make a point of having scenes where Finn is telling Elizabeth, like this is the first time we're hearing Finn admit this. Um, and so he says it to Alexis that him and Elizabeth have drifted apart. 
And to yes. me, I feel like it's the only way to make sense of the story that maybe Elizabeth is pregnant, believable. Because why would you mm. picture the bottle twice? You know, like he go because like you have Finn. Oh my gosh, how annoyed were you when Finn was hanging out with Alexis? I'm so annoyed. <laughs> so like, like on the record, off the record, balloons. But the fact that he even has to ask t- says yeah. a lot. Okay, exactly. so he's he's trying. Like I was just like, really, Alexis, and like when he starts trying to like talk about the scenario, and she goes, "This is what she says about Reiko." Shouldn't that be in the past by now? I'm like, he just mm-hmm. found out. Like, you're right. Like, she's been dead. She's been dead a long time. Okay? <laughs> but the point is, he thought they had a happy marriage, and he didn't just find out that she cheated, but that she cheated with his girlfriend's dad. It's weird. Yeah. It's super weird. Super weird. And so, but even in that conversation, he really talks about the fact that they haven't connected. Mm-hmm. And he even said things like, I feel like stop tr- like that to stop trying. This is all everything we've been seeing, but all we've yes. been seeing is like super devoted Finn, and now he's saying the things that I guess a lot of us are saying. No, you haven't connected in weeks, and he's like, "There's no point," and it's like, "Yeah, a little bit. There's no point." And what I thought was interesting is that this scene is going on at the same time as Ava, so you now have them in the same location, Finn, Ava. Mm-hmm. Just saying, they could still be I'm, headed toward each other. I love it. I love it. There's still some distance there. We want to push them a little, little closer together, <laughs> right? But I just feel like that's a clue. Just the, those, like the fact that they were in the same location talking about this. But he's just trying to talk about his life, you know, like blowing up and in, into flames. And Alexis decides to like start questioning him about Elizabeth being on the pier and wondering mm-hmm. about Esme. And I'm like, if you're so smart. Like, he's talking about your nephew. Like, he's implying your nephew, Alexis, and you're still pushing and asking questions. And so he heads, like, that's the thing. Like, he heads directly to Spoon Island after that conversation. Um, I just think that there's going to be a couple swap, basically, with, like, Nicholas and Ava and Finn and Elizabeth. I actually thought Elizabeth was going to pass through the plaza when she had to go get the prenatals. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I love how Finn shows up looking for um, Esme. And just how, like, <laughs> Nicholas is so sketch about it. He's like, no, right? she'd never be here. I would know. And then when he threatens to have the police come, he changes his tune. And I'm like, Finn, you know that he could have just walked into another room and told you that I told all the staff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you go? I'm my favorite. My favorite favorite is the fact that like Finn leaves finally and Nicholas walks back and notices the prenatals and has that dumb face on like damn it like whose would they be I live alone on this um, this island I thought it was so funny because it it just made like he said Nicholas is so entertaining so you know he's gonna do something just like bumbling and silly I honestly thought Ava was gonna see it and put it together no because of this bizarro land (laughs) Ava can't see that he's hiding something she's all like he's renovating and being more hands on like she's just gonna assume there's another woman because Victor planted the seed (sighs) that's true that's true and then when she finds out it's Elizabeth that's hanging around she's just gonna completely lose all logic and I'm like how's that Oh, 
was about to go, how's that going to work? Well, how is Elizabeth going to pretend to be pregnant when she's not pregnant? Where are you going to get a baby? And I'm like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is so dumb. <laughs> and was, there's no shortage of pregnancy suits, apparently, in Port Charles. No, and I was actually just, I, oh, my gosh. Because I was literally doing this in my head. I was like, I guess if she, like, says the prenatals are hers. I was thinking logical, like not like Sophie. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess they could just say, yeah, I'm pregnant, you know, just to throw people off. And then because she's not actually pregnant, we'll then just say I miscarried or I lost the baby. That would be the simplest solution. But now I realize like, is she going to pretend to have a baby? With Nicholas? Right? Because you have like, <laughs> because I feel like given where she is, she's going to be like, yeah, that feels sound because Finn is like because Finn's Elizabeth, like yes yeah she, he's like I want to be with you and then she's like but but it would never work and he's like no 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 it's gonna work like it doesn't actually bother me and she's like no we'll never get through this you'll you'll never forgive me I'll never forgive me no like I'm just like Finn like, read the room she's like not Interested, like she's like, I want nothing more but other things so much more than you. (laughs) And she's like, I really don't deserve it. I say a lot of lies. Hold on, I'm thinking about one right now. It's a new one. It's a new one, actually. It's not even some of the old ones. So that's the thing. Elizabeth can't be with him, and it's just awkward because if not for like the awkward parts, they could be together. That's truth without yeah. the lying and scheming and all of that. Yeah, for sure. Because if they can get past the fact that, like, you know, of her sister, like, if both of them can be like, so no one can find her. But we found each other. And I think that's what's important. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can do that, I feel like you could get through anything. I, I think so, too. I mean, they'll still ha- hang out with Violet. Like, they'll still see each other. It's going to be interesting. Do you know who maybe can't or shouldn't get through everything together? Oh. Curtis and Jordan. Like, what oh is with this goodness guy? Gracious. What is with this guy? He legit forces her. Forces mm-hmm. her to be like, you have feelings for me, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? But I don't want to be with you. I just want you to remember this. Like, the <laughs> like when, he, when he tries to, like, he asks for the divorce. And he's like, you don't want one. You wouldn't want one. And she's like, what is up with you? So then, so then they fight. And then he's all sad. Like, literally crying to his, his dad. Being like, why doesn't, like, my ex wife and my new wife get along? I just don't get it. And he, like, is like, what is wrong with my son? I came back after 30 years for this. Um, and maybe they're related, maybe they're not. We don't know. So then he shows up being like, come to my wedding. <laughs> like, and couldn't make sense of it. He was so, like, I just pictured you and him being so courtesy and what your face was looking like. So, yeah, break it down for me. I was so effing angry. I'm like, you have the nerve to walk over after you wouldn't stop berating her. Are you sure you feel safe leaving paper with her? What if she misplaces <laughs> it? What if she misplaces it? Don't you want her to just answer it in front of you? And and so, like, he does this. And what threw me, what threw me in the same way it irked me when Sonny, like, referred to, like, Michael as, like, not his biologically. I was like, what? When last has that ever been brought up? And then, like, he tells her. So now that he's getting married to Portia, Mm -hmm. he tells Jordan, TJ will always be like family to me. I'm like, he is your family. What are, what are you talking about? 
Sean business happened like, like, like TJ was grownish. You know what I mean? At this point, you've known TJ a lot of his life. If he's never stopped being your nephew, because he calls you uncle, <laughs> you call him your nephew, you refer to him as your nephew. And you always knew, right, that she had the affair and that it turns out Sean is his dad. You know this. I don't get why getting married to Portia, you suddenly actually say those words. Uh, apparently biology means a lot, to, a lot to him because he even spoke about Trina's biology. So this is what happens. I think this is how I feel Curtis understands biology. He's like, TJ is my family. But now that I'm marrying Portia, I feel like we're less related. But now that I'm marrying Portia, I'm actually more related to Trina. And I get to like teach her how to ride a bike now and impose myself on her because she's and mine. Then, exactly. And then Marshall's not going to be related to him. I think the funniest, honestly, would be if Stella wasn't related to him. That would make his brain explode. I don't even understand, like, what's going on in their family. Like, not even, like, a little bit. Like, the Curtis is bugging me all kinds. And then he's, like, the urgency to Jordan about, like, protecting his soon-to-be stepdaughter. I was so irritated with how he, like, went to Jordan. Like, do you know something that could protect Trina? Yeah, she knows something that could protect Trina. Solve the entire crime. Put the hook killer away. But she's decided to leave the city in suspense <laughs> because she's that kind of commissioner. She's like, you know, I like this to be exciting. I really feel like there should be a cliffhanger, so we'll arrest them on Friday. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, I must protect my soon-to-be stepdaughter. And the way that he kept kind of, like, speaking to Alexis, you know, it's bothering me because Curtis was once a cop. Once a PI, he used to, when he was married to Jordan, just show up and help her at work because, well, that was Curtis. Yes. And now he's all like, you know, I think Alexis had good intentions. I'm like, no, no. Are you not listening to like how this is complicated things? You're here being like, I want to solve this. And it's not happening because now there's more crap for Jordan to sift through. And it's just like, I don't think Alexis has good intentions. Like she knows the law. She was in that world for so long and now she's out of it. And she's really honestly cares about ratings for her paper. Like she has this complex of like, she knows what's best for the entire community as an untrained law enforcement agent. Okay. Like it's not a nice thing to say, but like they might both get hooked for putting their nose in this. Look, you know, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you, you need to get a little hooked to get some sense into you, I guess. Get some hooking, yeah. Yeah, that hooking sometimes really makes people think, see clearly. <laughs> Stop looking. We need to... <laughs> um, oh my gosh. And then I couldn't believe him. I couldn't believe him. So, so like when Jordan refuses to share secrets, it <gasps> bugs me. It bugged me. I'm like, she's not your wife, so you don't get any pillow talk secrets from her. Yes. And also twisting the knife. Oh, you've always lied to me. It's like, dude, you're not my husband no more, so I don't have to deal with your crap. Go take it to your new wife, please. Like, I was so mad that he did that. Mm. And it's like, he leaves all pouty because he can't get her way and then goes, don't forget to, like, RSVP. I'm like... <laughs> You're like the worst messenger of all time. I was so mm -hmm. happy when she's like declined. I'm like, yeah, yeah, decline. 
oh, heck yeah, decline. And then he's going to come back, though, and then talk to her about her declining, and he's going to make her go, and then she's going to spill the secret. Because she'll be like, guys, I'm so tired of this. Like, leave me out of your life. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. What is happening? And who knows what? <laughs> and what are they pretending not to know? Because we have this little interaction between Portia, Marshall, and Stella. Yes. Okay, and she's like, Marshall, you really should reconsider. And Sal's like, why? Why are you doing this? And then she's like, Portia, you need to abide by, I'm encouraging you to abide by Marshall's wishes. And I'm like, okay, Stella, did you just encourage someone to respect the wishes of somebody else? I'm like, and then there was like a knowing look. Yes. Between Marshall and Portia before he got, gets into the elevator. And I'm like, what do you know? What's the knowing look? <laughs> I don't know, but they I'm know so something. Confused. Something's going on. Somebody is not a parental. Somebody might be. It's just Curtis's world is, is DNA he? wise out of control. We then don't know. Who is he? Who is he? <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel I, I, for a minute there, I was like, you know, and you're withholding information. <laughs> it's okay. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, good. Good. I'm so you, glad. You didn't. You didn't know. But like, like in terms of this line of questioning, um. Like what? Like Sunny just okay. Is it just me, or did there was there a conversation left unfinished? Sunny did go see Dex. Yes. Joss did interrupt, and then Sunny wound up in Heather's room. Am I? Yeah, and then, is, that, is that what happened? And then Joss just left. It was just like okay, so I guess things are all right. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Um, she left. Yeah. Did I miss? I think maybe I missed the scene. Okay, I was like, okay, there was like, sh- there was a situation. There was kissing. There was knocking at the door. She yeah. came out hiding. Yes. And she's like, I don't want your help getting home. I will run back home as fast as I oh, want. Oh, she did. Oh, she did. Oh my God, that was just me blanking. That was okay. Yeah. So let's talk about that now that I you recapped me in my brain hole. Okay. 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 Yeah. So so Joss goes there. And so Sunny, Sunny arrives. I want to point this out. Dex is the second person to point out to Sunny that you can't, that they can't earn Sunny's trust by betraying someone else. Because first Bricks did that, and then Dex did that. Yes, yes, okay. Okay, and then Joss, 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 that's her name. (laughs) She's the character. So she so she comes out of hiding and I knew she would because she yes. like, she's so freaked out. She's so protective. <laughs> this is so bad because I voice recorded my notes. I'm like, I'm trying to interpret what the hell actually <laughs> got recorded. Let's talk like, it out. Let's talk like, out. what the podcast is about. Like, even the first thing I told you, I'm like, do you want to know what the sentence actually was? And I'm like, what am I trying to say? What I what was actually written in front of me is Dex is the second person to point out to Sunny, spelled with a U, but he can't earn Sunny's trust by the train. Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, by the train? Who's this? And it says Dex, D-E-C-K-S. And I'm like, what's happening? And, so Sunny's uh, an engineer. I have no idea. <laughs> oh man! And then here it says Josh instead of Joss. So the thing is, Joss, <laughs> Joss is involved, right? And I mm-hmm. think this is interesting because Joss is a trigger for Nina, and now Joss is more implicated in Sunny's world. 
<gasps> yes. Because it's Joss's own world, right? Like, it's kind of separate from Carly. She is keeping it from separate from Carly, even though Carly suspects that she's keeping something separate from her. <laughs> yes. Lots of separation. Separation. And so, like... <laughs> So I just it's think like you're that- back 1997. <laughs> what? No, 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 not that kind of podcast. Not that kind of podcast. So, like two people will know what that is. Okay. So, so like in these moments, um, like I just think it's part of like Joss entering into Sunny's world and part of like annoying Nina. I feel anyways, because I feel like they're distancing Carly from Joss's world even though they're so close. They are, because it's almost like, you know, you talk a lot about passing of the torch and how stories go and, yeah. and going from generation to generation. And we're definitely seeing that, you know, like even when she gets back home, which I think is so funny because Joss is kind of like the adult in the situation right now where she catches her mom making out with Drew. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like Carly's totally embarrassed and Joss doesn't share what just happened. That was so momentous. Yeah, she didn't share because, well, she didn't kind of end things with camphor. She ran straight to Dex and mm-hmm. she tried to tell her mom that the pull is not as strong as she thinks. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, too, like Carly knows, but she's already mixed up in her own stuff. Yes. And her own scheming. And um, it's really bad. And I honestly don't know how she's going to navigate this because it's going to be a game changer when she finds out Willow is sick. And I don't know how this is going to go uh, between her and Drew. I th- okay, so I think Drew is not blind to who she is, but at the no. same time, I think it's okay. I think the point of all of this, because the secret will come out, maybe not to everybody, but between Carly and Drew first. Back in the day, those moments would be so explosive and it would be like Carly being who Carly is. But with this new change and arc, I think that Drew, like, they'll end up kind of like talking it out like a real relationship. I can see that because this is how I picture Drew reacting to Carly in this Drew sweet, kind way. Oh, Carly. Right. You made a mistake. You should have come to me. And then it'll be yes! like, I just, I see that. So that's pretty much like Drew and Carly right now. And he's doing his best to wanting to keep uh, Willow in the loop of everything. Right. And yes. so in the meantime, Willow is confronting Michael on his obsession for Sunny. And Michael really hurt him and decided to like go see. Dex. Okay, you mean Michael really like listened to what Willow said and really like took it all? Yeah, and, yeah, okay. yeah. To kind of to kind of end everything. But before he gets there, Sunny does some damage. He like drops something. He like yeah. hit. He's like hit, he made a loud smack of noise. I do what else he yeah. said to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's replaying else? the scene in my head with your narrations. It's great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I rewound it so many times because I was trying to see if Dex flinched or not. I still couldn't tell because it was so fast. Even my <laughs> anyways. And so <laughs> and so something that happened. Um Sunny tells Dex like they are coming to me. Yes. And when I say that to you, all I picture is I don't even know for what show this is from come to me come to me when they practice saying stupid things like that <laughs> anyways like neither here nor there it's not romantic but they are coming to to the, to the thing and then sunny tells them there's no room for mistakes and i was like well why don't you just get someone who makes less mistakes like right? Dex hasn't done nothing to make mistakes i'm like you legit don't trust him and you act like it's the only person like 
like he's straight up new. And I'm sure there's like a million people in your organization that have been there long. But maybe there isn't. Maybe there isn't. Maybe it really just uh, like a two-man, him and brick operation, three plus decks. But I also think, honestly, because it did make me giggle, that whole scene and his whole reaction to Dex and his anger. But everybody knows him previously. They know who really Sonny is, his past, and how much he's changed. Whereas Dex is a blank slate to him. And I think that's why he's running to him. Because he's the only person who knows him as Sonny in this world, but this Sonny oh. as of now. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Because I feel like no one else would listen to him. Right? Okay, okay. So then Michael goes to try to stop him. And, like, Dex is, like, reluctant. <laughs> and Kerbleski says this. Michael chose Willow and wanted to stop this. Why is Dex so invested? He seems more invested than Michael. So I think yes. this is about Joss and proving that he's not pro-Sunny. Because those are the parts of him that she doesn't like. So I think he's trying to, like, do that. So kind of like what we talked about last week, like he might have to turn to, you know, if Michael doesn't want to push exactly, it's happening. To to Dante and then, you know, get Sonny actually arrested or get evidence and prove to Joss who he really is. That's what I think. And they even did that whole, they, they like, um, when Dex was saying this, you know, like it was so ominous, you know, something bad was coming, you know, like Valentine is mm-hmm. the one who brought these people. And I honestly don't even know like who they are. I just wonder sometimes if there's like a Cyrus connection, but either way, there's some new baddies in town and mm-hmm. I can't help but like, and I posted it, like I merged that sort of scene with scenes with Dante, you know, in terms of like foreshadowing. So we have Dex kind of saying like, we're almost there. We've got to keep going. There's some new stuff happening. And then you have those scenes last week of Dante just being like, what if I have to arrest you? And him saying, I'll love you if you have to. So I feel like, I don't know. It's bad. Like Sunny may be going down. Yeah, super bad. It is really bad. Because, like, you don't want to do that when you're a mobster. Like, go down. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Okay. So. Exactly, right? That's the the name of the game. Uh, Not it. Okay, so. um, So, about, like, (laughs) Brit. Okay, love Brit. Super sad that she may be going. Well, not maybe going. We know she's going. And I hate it. But she's talking about her party. Turns out her birthday really is New Year's. So, I'm just like, Okay. So look, after all of these like mentions of Lulu and really cementing dynamics, like Jonte Sam being extra cute, Laura like um Laura and Valentine coming to this understanding, you know, you have like Maxie and Brooklyn are friends. Like there's just all of this happening. And there's also like a Sam Dante tie to Brit. You know, like even with Cody, he tells yes. Sam and Dante that something is wrong with Brit. And Sam is highlighting to us that she is sympathetic toward Brit because you know, she feels for her, she feels that Cody used her. And so then when she's like talking to Terry, that's what I started thinking, like, well. It's not a bad exit, you know what I mean? Her ditching after New Year's. Like, it's not terrible. Because I was like, how would she leave? But I kind of don't mind it. Like, I'm hoping it's a temporary leave. And I like that that's how it's happening. Because who knows? She might, like, find a cure and come back, basically. And so I think it is kind of cool to leave, like, on a New Year's party. But the more the week was going, I was like, it really feels like, based on everything they've been saying, that would be a perfect timing for Lulu to come back. Because right now, they're positioning this party as, like, uh, the party of the century. And she wants everyone to be there. I see a Sam and Dante being there. I see Brooklyn maybe coming there. You know, I see the whole crowd of the people that are connected to Lulu. So imagine Brit throwing a party on her boat and her history with Brit. And the thing is, like, Britt has a cousin who owns half a hotel, and she's not even going there for a big bash. 
that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, why the haunted star? Is Lulu just going to be like serving drinks? Like, what, how is she going to just pop in there? <laughs> like, I'm thinking she pops in big dramatic, like, hello. Uh, maybe Brit's still there for a bit of it, but when things start to kind of get a little insane, she kind of does like this parallel montage of maybe like only Austin knowing she's leaving. And then there's like this secret silent, like nod goodbye. And she sort of takes off onto the water. Damn. I could actually see that play out in my head. Ah! But anyways, I love Brit and Terry scenes. And I love that Austin and uh, her, he, he finally got looped in. Because, you know, she makes all these things about, like, the people that care about me. Like, I don't want them involved. But she keeps talking to him. Like, <laughs> yeah. these little digs. So I love that for the first time, he pointed out, you included me in the nearest and dearest. Their chemistry, like, I almost want them to, like, sneak a kiss. Not, like, a weird, like, make out. But, like, you know how celebrities kind of kiss on the lips goodbye? Yeah. Like, something like that. Okay. We'll put it out into the universe, Mel. Lip kiss. I'm with you okay we all have our wants and needs lip kiss oh my gosh okay so I believe that we have covered Monday to Thursday oh my gosh yay (laughs) oh damn it longer than we (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. let's just continue now guys wrap it up up. (laughs) I swear Fridays it's just gonna be three minutes three minutes of talking only (laughs) We're going to be speaking super fast. You have to play us in slow-mo, okay? Oh, why don't? Yeah, we should do that for fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so any stars, favorite lines, go. Um, oh, gosh. Uh... I can go. <laughs> okay, yeah, do that, do that, do that. Just eating up airtime here. (laughs) Throwing stars to the Trina Ava scene. Throwing definitely a star to Elizabeth and all of her like wonderful shenanigans all week. Throwing a star to Heather because she is just so completely outrageous. I love her and a truth teller. Yes. Um, Martin. Martin. Oh my gosh, that trio, but especially Martin. I'm getting. Oh yeah, he was outstanding. Nicholas. I am getting Nicholas. For you, for his goofiness and strategic planning. Jordan gonna... for holding her own. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to throw a hot star to Valentine because that yes with him and Sunny in the elevator, but all I had my eyes on, like Valentine just took over that whole scene. I was just like, oh my God, I love you. So my stuff. sexy star this week goes for Valentine. Got it. Um, let's see here. Okay, cuteness star goes to Olivia Carly when Carly called in a favor and then they talked about how they celebrated payroll. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. your besties! Like your bestiness is so cute. It is. I can't handle it. Um, I think that Dante and Cody may have committed some kind of murdery thing, but I'm just yeah. That. We because... don't need to talk about it, but like I'm just throwing it no. out there. Okay, you're basically telling me to not talk about it, but <laughs> murder. Because what else is so bad, right? It's it's got to be murder. Covering up murder, something murdery for sure. Yeah, I'm so excited to learn what it is. Okay, and my favorite silly line of the week mm-hmm. is when Sonny was giving his speech to Ava about Nicholas that Nicholas is bad news and oh that gosh. she has to cut him loose I'm like oh my god and then he was telling Heather that he like owns poor Charles like there was so much like funny Sonny stuff this week yeah he's just super invested in Ava's relationship it's so weird I know yeah 
Okay, do you have anything to add? Should I ask this question? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, that's a wrap. You'll hear from us really soon. So chat later. Bye. Bye.